This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The international break is over and I, Joe Rimmer, am joined by three fine gentlemen to talk about actual football again. On my left is our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, Paul Gorst. How are you, Paul? Not too bad, Joe, yeah. Can't wait for actual football to return tomorrow, finally. Yeah, yeah. it's been a busy Basically. week for you. We'll, we'll come to that in a moment. On Paul's left... On football, the... football, I love football, 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 score a goal! <laughs> that, back. that was Connor Dunn. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Connor. Where did that all come from? I'm just really excited about football being back, Joe. And here's someone on your left who uh, isn't very excited ever. No. It's Ian Doyle. I was excited by the international break, though, because I got eight days off. Well. Well, bully for you. Bully for you. Yeah. <laughs> right, Gorsi, busy week for you. Yes. The big man has been meet, meeting the big man, hasn't mm, he? A couple of big men, yeah. Uh, You're the same height as Jürgen Klopp, I learned this week. Big news. I actually thought he was a little bit taller than me, but um, I've since noticed that we're probably about the same height. Um, had a, yeah, I had a chance to pop up to Melwood uh, yesterday. Had a 15, 20-minute chat with, with Jürgen about a couple of things uh, for a couple of pieces that we're hopefully going to run next week, are we? Um, yeah, great to, to have a chance to sit down with him. First time I've ever sat down with him one-on-one and um, just chat about a, a couple of various things. Um, Mo Salah, Virgil van Dijk were on the agenda, as was his... Uh, his his four years as Liverpool manager. Um, so, yeah, look, look out for that is, is all I can say on that at the moment. Uh, exciting times, yeah. exciting times. Well, you were also down at the press conference today, you mm-hmm. and Ian Doyle. So, um, between the two of you, tell us a little bit about it. What did Jürgen have to say? It's funny, actually, because there was about four or five questions in before he said, you know, feel free to ask me about Newcastle. I think he wanted to get the focus back on the game and within minutes he was once again talking about the atmosphere and, and he wanted to be um, quite a raucous one because sometimes that doesn't happen at 12.30 kickoffs, which is understandable, really. A lot of, lot of time fans have rolled out of bed and, and just rocked up to Anfield, haven't they? By so, the way, who, who are these people who roll out of bed and rock up to Anfield for half 12? I mean, what time are you all getting up? Well, some people like to have lions on a Saturday, don't they? How late do you want to lie in? Most normal people don't work on a Saturday, Joe. No, I know, but also... But the early bird catches the worm. How late do these people lie in? I'd it like depends. to know. I mean, like it's, it's, it's the match goes these days. People just rock up at the game up till about one to three o'clock. It's about quarter to three, ten to three. So it's the equivalent of turning up at twenty past twelve, so which you can get out of bed at half eleven. So we're there. But it's up to them. Lazy. Yeah. Lazy. Well, he, he he wants to see a little bit more of a possibly. <laughs> I know he just cracked on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more, more of an improved atmosphere for for tomorrow's game, and he, and he was quite keen to to stress that early on. Um, He's had the opportunity to work with Mo Salah and Sadio Mane for most of the week in training. So you might expect them to start. And um, yeah, he was generally just talking about Newcastle have a threat. They beat Tottenham, didn't he, at, at um, New White Hart Lane. Didn't really have much of the ball, but got the result. And he was quite wary of that happening again because um, he knows more than anyone that you don't need the possession stats to get the win. So he was quite guarded against that and said that um, Salomon Rondon... Joel Linton up front for Newcastle is a very good replacement for him and that that's how they play and he was looking forward to coming uh, head-to-head with Steve Bruce. Yeah, Doyle, anything you picked up on that was quite interesting from the uh, press conference? Well, there was some injury news, wasn't there? There was, uh, he mentioned Alison Becker um, basically revealed rather sneakily without much of a follow-up question which I thought was a little bit odd um, that he's out for at least another month won't be back until the next after the next international break which I think is October the 20th when they come back from that. So... 
I know at the time Liverpool were very wary of putting a timescale on Alisson's return, and now it seems you know the reason is they didn't want to worry people too much because it looks like you know he's going to be out for two months. He's going to miss the next seven games. He's already missed four, I think it is. That's a significant chunk of the season. Even if Liverpool play fifty games, that's what is it? Quick math. That's a fifth. Yeah, yeah more mm-hmm. than a fifth, in fact. So Good given maths. Gi- Solid yeah, maths. Gi- given the fact that Alisson was so important for. For Liverpool last season, everybody believed that he was one of the main reasons why they actually made that step up to compete for the title and win the Champions League. Big loss for Liverpool. I mean, Adrian, I think the next few games will be interesting to see how he copes. You're looking at Napoli away. I mean, Newcastle shouldn't be a problem. I mean, Napoli away will be, you know, that'll be quite an atmosphere. Chelsea away will be, you know, we all know what it's like there. Sheffield United away. And he'll probably end up playing in the, the League Cup game as well, unless it could be a chance for one of the, the other younger goalkeepers. Another thing that uh, Jürgen Klopp said was about Naby Keita. Looks like he could be back in training um, towards the end of next week when they come back from the, the Napoli game. I wouldn't imagine he'd be in contention for a couple of weeks, but he hasn't played since. When was the last time he played? He hasn't played since Barcelona, Barcelona has he, when he, when he, when yeah, he got he, injured? He come off the bench in the Community Shield. That's right, yeah. Competitively, it was the beginning of May. Mm, so it's been a while for him, and it'd be great for him to be back because I think he could have a big season. Yep, uh, I hope so too. Connor, do you think Liverpool have played this Allison injury quite? They've boxed clever, haven't they? Because Adrian's come in, he'd, he'd been at the club less than a week um, when Allison got injured, and, and Liverpool have never fully given away the time scale for Allison. And it, in in a sense, they've helped Adrian because they've not heaped pressure on him, have they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of the nature of Liverpool's business, and they've been doing things for a little while now, isn't it? Kind of getting a bit more used to the club actually controlling their own dealings totally. There's no real speculation over contract staff. There's, they just get their deals done, things like that. And again, yeah, they've played their cards very cleverly here because, you know, if they were telling everybody when Hallison came off, it's going to be out for two months. Everyone had been jumping on that. So much pressure on Adrian to perform because they know he's going to be playing for a little while. But yeah, it just seems like, you know, they've really helped him settle by doing that. And yeah, it just seems to have been played extremely, extremely well. It's obviously not great news that, Alisson's out for so long. I think Klopp called it quite a serious calf injury, didn't he? So, yeah, hopefully see him back in training soon. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been a clever a clever for a way of doing things. I was going to say I saw an interview with Adrian on the LFC TV this week, and he was he's referring to Millie and Hendo and all the players <laughs> by the nicknames. Because in the fact he's only been there for about four or five weeks, I just thought that was quite good because it's an example of how quickly he's settled in. You know, we, we get told he's a bit of a character. He has stopped in. That. I think you spoke to him, didn't you? The mix zone. No, no, he, he famously ne- has never stopped. <laughs> Oh, he famously never stopped. Yeah, I'm sure he's he walks on. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he must have stopped at some point for somebody. But he, he, he stopped for the TV and turned. That's right. But it, was, but it yeah. wasn't us. That's yeah. right. Uh, he's a bit of a character, and that's obviously helped him because he's not had any time to think about it. Because within four days of him being signed, he was playing, and he's been playing ever since. That's one of the big reasons Liverpool went for him. He's, he's a big character, isn't mm. he? He is. I yeah. just said that. I know, I know. He slept with the Super Cup, didn't he? So after the game... <laughs> um, I wondered, I wondered where that was going yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Super Cup only, I think. But after One the game, he said he was down, like, just... He was the last person down with Milner and they had the trophy down there and Milner was just like, do you want to sleep with the trophy? And of course he took it up and, you know, straight integrated. You know, that's the first full game he played and straight in the team and they all just seem to really like him. So it's really good, isn't it? Fair play to him. Fair play well to, him. to him, yeah. Slept with someone in his first. Slept <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so with someone we'd all like to yeah. get our hands on. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just um, stop this now and move on? Thank you. Gorsty, Naby Keita. Um, yeah. So Klopp said he was back in training next week um, ahead, mm. of the, the ahead of the Napoli game. After. Uh, after the Napoli yeah. game. Yeah. Do you expect to see him soon? Do you think Liverpool will, even when he gets back training, will rush him back? Because he's had so many setbacks, Keita, that... He can't really afford another one, can he? He can't. So soon. No, um, I, I think they'll be very guarded and wary about 
rushing him back before he's 100% because, uh, let's face it, it's been nearly five months now since he's played properly and um, at the time it was a massive statement of intent from Klopp to put him in in a Champions League semi-final uh, at Barcelona and unfortunately he's just picked up a, a little injury. He's rushed himself back to get uh, fit for the AFCON and he's pulled up again. He's got himself fit again and he, in Turkey um, during the opening training session that was when he, he's pulled up once more. So um, at some point Liverpool are going to have to look at it and just hopefully he's not going to become one of these players who is just continually blighted by injury because that's the way it's looking at the moment because it's, it's been a long time hasn't it since Liverpool fans have been able to see him um, in full throttle. So I don't think there's any real need to rush him back. I think what he offers is probably a lot different from the rest of the midfield, but at the moment they're winning games. They don't particularly need him in there, but um, yeah, they, they just need to be a little bit, a little bit cautious with him because if he picks up another injury, then you look another few weeks and another few weeks, and it's uh, he just needs something to to go right for him, really. He definitely does. Ian, do you think this international break has been slightly different to others in the sense that fair few Liverpool players didn't didn't travel and, mm. and didn't take part? It felt like something that actually help Liverpool rather than hinder them as it had in the past? Well, it certainly helped uh, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane because they didn't have much of a break after the, the, the African Cup of Nations. I think Mane only had about two weeks and four days, wasn't it? Or something like that. It was, it was, he he um, came back to train on the Monday and he played Norwich on the Friday. That's right, yeah. So and, so he didn't have a lot of time, neither did Salah. They weren't the only ones. There's Firmino and, and, and Alisson as well and we've seen what happened with Alisson. So... Uh, whether that's in any way linked, I don't know. We'll never know. But going back to, yeah, Mane and Salah, they had a, I think Klopp said they had five or six days off uh, and they spent a few days training with the uh, the likes of, you know, they're still Milner, Matip, uh, Lalana, Shakiri. Obviously, he withdrew from the, or, or said, I don't want to be in contention in the Switzerland squad because he wanted to work on his on his game at Liverpool. Who else was there then? There was, there Adrian. was Adrian was obviously yeah. there. So these are people who, certainly Salah and Mane, Klopp more or less said, not that we didn't know this, but they're going to play against Newcastle. And he said, that, look, they're fresh and we have to need to make the most of this. But it's a little bit of an extended uh, summer for them as well, isn't it? You know, it's, it's given them that extra week that they, that they didn't get uh, a couple of weeks earlier. So certainly Mane needed a little bit of a rest. Liverpool have got seven games coming up in 21 days. Then they're off for another international break. I'm not sure whether Mane and Salah will again be considered because of this African combination. Yeah, they're not, they are, are they? Yeah. So they might get mm. another break after that. So that will help Liverpool in that sense. But yeah, there are still there's still loads of the players have been off. So while you know one or two of them stayed behind for Klopp, it's still a matter of you know crossing his fingers, his toes, his legs, everything, making sure that like so Van Dijk, Van Alden, all of those, Henderson, Trent, Alexander Arnold, Gomez, whoever else was out there. Comes back fit. Yeah. Okay. Well, Klopp, for for two players, it's it's been an opportunity to impress Klopp in training. Um, we'll start with Adam Lallana. Connor, he's somebody that we've talked about in terms of a positional change. Perhaps he'd go deeper. Do you think there'll be a chance for him in the coming weeks to uh, to get in that Liverpool team? Yeah. I mean, it's certainly someone that Klopp can look at, isn't it? Because Liverpool have played two more games than the rest of the Premier League already this season, apart from City, because obviously they played them in the Community Shield, but that and the Super Cup, this means they played a lot of football. Wijnaldum, Henderson, they've gone straight out with England and Holland, played a couple more games now, so they've played a lot, a lot of football already. And you think in that holding midfield role, we saw Adam Lallana play it in pre-season, play it very well, to be fair. Um, Klopp's obviously spoken about him having that side of his game, he has an ability to play there. Um, and you would definitely think if you were to rest either of those two, then you can be well in contention to come in and, and play there. So I definitely think this could be a really big opportunity. And as Doyle said, you know, over the next 21 days, we've got seven games and that's an awful lot of football as well. And there's cup games coming up and I think he'll definitely be in with a shout. 
I think Lallana's starting either on Saturday or against Napoli. Do you think Definitely. so, yeah? Yeah. Napoli, yeah. Yeah, one of those two. You think you'd start him away at Napoli? That's a tough place well, to, yeah, to start. But I think that they'd get... It's a different kind of game, isn't it? And perhaps the you know, the hurly-burly of playing as a defensive midfielder, what he'll, he'll probably replace Fabinho in that role. Might be a bit different in Europe than it will be in the, in the league. And also there's the fact that Liverpool showed last year you can afford to lose three games in the group stage and still get three, whereas in the league they only lost one game and didn't win the title. So mm. I would imagine... For more experimentation, he might try Napoli. That's just a guess, though. Just sticking with you for a second. We've seen Klopp make these positional changes mm. to, to various players throughout his, his Liverpool tenure. You know, it's easy to, to look at Lallana and think he, he can't he can't play there. But Klopp's been successful before, hasn't he? Are you confident that Lallana could be successful in that position? Well, yeah, because if you look at it, what was it? A lot of people said that Lallana was the what was it the leader of the press when he when mm. Klopp first arrived, which presumably involves tackling people, which is what a number six needs to do, chase people down and tackle them. And that's exactly what he's good at doing. Plus, he can use the ball. I mean, he, he did a good interview this week, I think it was in the Times, wasn't it, yeah, where, yeah. where he was he was speaking and he basically says, look, I'm watching the likes of... I've been told to watch that by Jordan Henderson to watch Frankie Fra- de Jong, Fra- who's yeah. at Barcelona now, was at Ajax mm. last year, and he's been watching Fabinho as well and saying that I'm going to end up taking more touches on the ball in this position and there will be a few more risks, but the reward for that could be greater you know because he's got confidence in his own ability because we know there's one thing that Lallana another thing he's good at is keeping the ball he's very good at that so in that sense I mean I I saw him play a couple of times that position first of all you were like what's he doing why is he playing there but I think there was a game against I think it was Leon where he played Mm -hmm. Liverpool won played well and he 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 had a good game and he did you know he did have one or two moments where it's like when when Alden played it against I think it was Manchester City, wasn't it, in the Champions League a couple mm-hmm. of years ago? Yeah. And you had that one game against Everton, the game yeah. be- game before, yeah. and to try it out. And you know, these are actually all really good footballers. They're international footballers. They're Champions League winners. They know how to play football. They'll have the favourite positions. But as you said, Klopp knows these players. He sees them all the time, so he knows how to get the best out of them. So if Lalana sees himself, he's 31 now, having a future in that that position. Then you know I reckon he's going to get some games, and as I say, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the next two. I'd like to see Lallana actually play tomorrow in the number six because I think this is exactly the type of game that is why he's been asked to play in this position because it's just someone else on the ball who can unlock a defence um, in a in a game where Liverpool expected to dominate possession against a team who are going to sit in with ten and even eleven men behind the ball. They're going to need as many creative players on the pitch as they can. So I think. Having Lalana as a number six, okay, he's not your typical crunching into tackles and muscling players off the ball, but he's someone who can get on the ball and create one or two things and just unlock a defence. So I think games like tomorrow were the, the ideal um, place to play him as a number six. And let's face it, he wouldn't be the only midfielder doing any tackling, would he? There'd be, whether it's Henderson and Milner yeah. or Wijnaldum or whatever, there are two others, the, the way that Liverpool play, so it wouldn't be that big an issue, I don't think. It definitely is his ball playing ability though, isn't it? Mm. It's that extra thing that he has in his game that perhaps maybe Henderson doesn't quite have as well as Lallana and it's just it's something different in Liverpool's holding three and I definitely think Gorsi's right in terms of unlocking that defence and another link between the defence and the attack. Well, He was a big favourite of Klopp when he first arrived, obviously was the leader of the press, inverted commas. He's since been written off, and, and we've seen this happen a lot, a lot of times before with Liverpool players, but are people stupid to write him off? Yeah, I just think you're looking at him now and he, he's 31 and people just wanted to see someone new, didn't he? It's just a freshen up the squad. A lot of people just wanted transfers for the sake of it and just sometimes just thought, oh, Lallana, 
it's passed him by and he's a, he's a part of the past. But I still think there's still a couple of years left in him, at least. Um, he's shown, was it Burnley last season when, when, he, when Klopp played him and it was a bit of a surprise and he was one of the best players on the pitch. So I think, OK, he's not going to be starting every game and he's not um, one of the indispensable players in the Liverpool squad, but there's still a little part to play for him here and there, I think. Yeah? I don't think people are stupid to think he's to write him off simply because he's barely featured for two years. Mm-hmm. And I think that would just be the sensible, sensible thing. That, not sensible, but you know that would be the, the obvious thing to say. Look, he's not played, but he's in the last year of his contract. It was interesting. There was a there was a piece after the Champions League final. I think it was where I can't remember who Lallana spoke to. It may have even been the press association after in the, afterwards, and he said, "Oh yeah, the manager said I'm in his plans next, and he's got a very specific role." And we were all thought, "What's he talking about there?" And then it became obvious, didn't it, in the summer? So obviously, Klopp seen long term. This is where he can play. And he's, you know, he's got this year in his contract. I think, I think it's a year in his contract. And you know, if he's there, Klopp knows if he knows his game inside out, he knows the Liverpool game inside out. May as well use him if he's there. Okay. Well, another man who might, well, who will be hoping for a chance over the next couple of weeks is, is Jadon Chikiri. Um Connery made the decision to stay behind and work at Melwood. Um, quite a wise decision by him. Yeah, I think that's a very shrewd move by Shakiri, To be honest, I think. You know, this would have been a, a massive opportunity he'd have seen to get some time with Klopp to show Klopp more he can do with a lesser squad around and just be like, look, I'm still here. Here I am. Here's my ability. And yeah, I think to be honest, he's going to be one of those in with a very big shout of playing against Newcastle. I think that perhaps if you're resting a couple of years, and I know we're going to come on to team selection in a bit, that he's going to be probably the one that you, you bring in, the one you're looking to for that bit of creativity, that bit of attacking threat from the midfield, obviously depending on where you play him. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very clever, actually. I was perhaps a touch surprised that there wasn't more made of the fact he just decided, oh, I'm not going to go and play for my country. But I mean, from a Liverpool perspective, that's obviously great, isn't it? So yeah, I'm looking forward to actually seeing him play, I think. He's got to play tomorrow, hasn't he? I mean, if, if Shaqiri doesn't play tomorrow, surely he'd be a little <laughs> bit worried. See, the, the thing I, I, I'd have against not playing him is the fact that Mane and Salah have been in training all week and they occupy the positions that he wants to play. So unless, But, but when he played a lot last season, it was with Salah in the team, wasn't it, as a yeah, centre-forward? Yeah, I, 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 personally, I never liked the, the Salah as a striker experiment, but maybe that's just me. I, I think he could possibly play it in the... In the midfield three, furthest forward, be behind the striker. Um, but I think with Klopp having the full week, and, and he always emphasises having time to work with players. So I think because he's had the full week with his best two goal scorers, I think they might be nailed on to start. Um, so maybe there's a spot for Shaqiri in that midfield three, furthest forward. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Doyle, Yankee players tomorrow? I'm not sure he's playing tomorrow, but uh, he's definitely going to be playing probably two or three games of these seven starting into that are starting. I mean, I mean, it was against Newcastle this game last year, the last time he scored. Mm-hmm. I think uh, was it four? It was four, four nil, nil, wasn't it? He scored one in the second half. So yeah, I can see Shakiri. Was it a good move for him? Well, I think the other thing as well is that Switzerland, because they got to the Nations League they finals, they've got an automatic playoff, so yeah. it's not a massive deal for them to miss out and. I think they got some good results anyway, didn't they? They drew in Ireland, so it wasn't a massive loss for them in that in that respect. But for him, yeah, I think it was great to to stay around and because he, he didn't have uh, pre-season, did he? Because he he was injured, he just had injury after that he Nations League, yeah, against England, England. So for him to the work and his fitness, you know, it should show himself in front of 
in front of Jurgen Klopp and the coaching staff. I think it's more of a longer term thing in terms of it's not just Newcastle. If he doesn't play Newcastle, he's not going to kick up a massive fuss and say, oh, "That's it, I've had enough." Because he knows. No, of course three, not. But he knows in three. Confidence wise, yeah, you know. But okay, I don't inside. think it'll affect his confidence. I don't think. I think he might get on at some point though. For, for Shakiri Connor, is, is he just one of those sorts of players who? His biggest weakness is he's just a difficult player to fit in, whatever system you play. Yeah, I think so. I don't think Liverpool, when Liverpool bought Shakiri, he was never coming in to play in the first team, was he? He was always going to have a bit part to play. And the way that Liverpool ended up setting up and finding that best formation, that hold in midfield three and then letting the front three go and the two attack, basically the left back and the right back going down the wings, it kind of made Shakiri's role a little bit redundant, didn't it? it? He didn't really know where to fit him and that 4-2-3-1 formation didn't really work as well as the 4-3-3. So, what do you do with him? He's obviously got a lot of talent. We've seen him, you know, absolutely show up in games. So he's a, I think he's a tricky player just for Liverpool's system and the way Liverpool have developed the team and the way Liverpool play. Um, but I don't think, you know, against some of the, say, lesser opposition in the League Cup, in League One teams and things like that, he's got to be with an unbelievable shout to play. 4-2-3-1, you, Gorsi, you and, you and Connor have both expressed an interest in not really liking it. Mm. I mean, I, I thought it worked quite well against well, the, some of the in inverted commas lesser sides. Yeah, last they were season. knocking them over, weren't they? I mean, yeah. it was two, for two reasons, wasn't it? One was to get Salah back scoring because he was out on the right and he hadn't had a good time after the World Cup by comparison to the previous year. The other thing is Fabinho wasn't ready to play when he came into the team in a in a four three three. Yeah. And then on top of that, Shakiri, when he got his opportunity, took it really well, and his thought was, we need to keep him in the team, mm-hmm. and that's how it worked. For, was it certainly November and December, yeah. getting into January, and then. Things changed slightly. I can't exactly remember how, what, what happened, but I think they went 4-3-3 against Manchester City, didn't they? And yeah. Fabinho didn't play. And I think it was the last time he, he did. He came off the bench. Yeah, it was the last time, well, yeah, it's the last time he didn't play any of those big games, certainly league games, I think. And since then, he's been a permanent fixture. And once you start playing 4-3-3, Shaqiri's going to struggle. But if you just said at the start of last season, listen, Jerdam, because obviously he's calling by his first name. He, um, <laughs> he, uh, listen, Shaq, listen, Power Cube. Um, you're going to end the season with the Champions League winner's medal you're going to score two goals against Man United and be a you know, hero on the terraces and you're going to play a massive part in beating Barcelona 4 in the semi-final you'd have gone yeah okay yeah, yeah of, course, of course it's a funny it, he's in a funny situation fact, isn't it? The, the, the thing about him is that there's such, a, such interest around him because he's one of those players that he is a fleur player he, he's going to score goals if he was a if he was a left back or something like that there wouldn't be or a defensive midfielder there wouldn't be this no, intrigue no, about not. him not playing for six, seven, eight, nine games in a row even though Liverpool in that entire time towards the end of last season were winning practically every game. Mm-hmm. So there was no reason for him to be there doing what he does because there were better there are better players in the squad. That's why he wasn't playing. Absolutely, but when when you put it like you've just played before with the goals against uh, so yeah. the, the the impact against Barcelona and the goals against United. It's funny isn't it because you would look back at last season for Shakiri and say Massive success. Yeah. Came into Liverpool, played a good part in, in a successful team. Yeah, he barely featured from like January on. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I don't think it's anything he's doing or not doing. I think it's just the fact that the, the players in front of him are, as a trio, the, the world's best attack. Um, and you've you've got to do something special to try and dislodge them. And, and I think I think this is why Jurgen Klopp's always preferred a tight in its squad and, and smaller numbers because... Um, if you've got three or four players who are, who are rotten in the reserves and never getting a kick, then you, you're constantly getting talked about. Now, we've only got really Divock Origi and Jair and Chikiri who aren't getting the game we, we were talking about as maybe reasons why they're not. Um, so I think that's why Klopp has always wanted to keep his, his numbers a little streamlined. Um, so I don't think 
it's uh, a slight on Shakiri's performances or his attitude or anything really. It's just the nice. fact that the players ahead of him are, you know, world class. The other thing about Shakiri is that he's been here before. He won the Champions League with, with Bayern Munich oh, yeah. when he wasn't yeah. playing and he was on the bench in the final. I don't think he got on, actually. And then he toughed it out for another year and went, I've had enough of this. Nearly went to Everton and Liverpool, actually. They were yeah. both interested. And he went to Inter Milan in the, in the end. Didn't have a particularly great time there. Ended up at Stoke, where he was playing every week, but they got relegated. So he's seen kind of the other side. And I think he's probably thinking now, well, yeah, I'm going to get some games... Just want to see what happens. I don't think anybody expected. He expected it to be like, as you said, he barely featured between what was it January and when he played Barcelona. Yeah, it wasn't because he didn't play against Newcastle as well, funnily enough, and set up the goal for Origi. Mm. Yeah. Well, you spoke about the front three before, Gorsi. I think all three are in agreement that you wouldn't play Firmino tomorrow. Yeah. We yeah. Didn't. yeah. Okay. So is that just because of Brazil? Pretty much. Saving I think he's played a lot of football. Played started both games for Brazil. He's just he's played a lot. Yeah, so, all the Copper America with them as well. So, yeah. but he's been playing very, very well, hasn't yeah. he? And, and it, it's a risk, isn't it? I know it's only and only Newcastle, as people would say, but it is a risk to drop him because he's Liverpool playing, aren't as good a team yeah. when when Firmino's not in it, is he? Oh yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't suggest that Divock Origi is a serious contender to dislodge Firmino from the team long term. But this is exactly why you have your squad, and this is an ideal game for it. Um, Jurgen Klopp said um, about uh, Fabinho. Um, coming back from Brazil, Brazil, he said the flight wasn't too cool today, so I'm not too sure what that meant, whether there was a little bit of turbulence or it delayed or, <laughs> or whatever, but um, the, the fact that they played in the early hours of Wednesday morning and they haven't had much training, um, we know for me, he's the iron man, isn't he, but this might be an ideal time to, to pull him out the final line. Yep. I think it. particularly with Napoli in mind as well, I know obviously as already said you can lose three games in a group stage and still qualify, but if they get off to a winning start against Napoli, that's their hardest game by a distance really away mm. in Napoli in the Champions League. So to get that away with Firmino and the team fully fit, I just think this is a good chance to rest him, especially particularly with that coming in a few days' time. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. For, so, would you, are you all three you resting Fabinho as well? No, Firmino. 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 What about Fabinho? I'm playing Fabinho. You're playing Fabinho? You're not? I, I'm going with Lallana, actually. Well, let's not pick the whole team. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to go with Lallana. Yeah, yeah. So so is this a, is this a, a chance to, to bring Lallana in and play him there? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, other midfielders then, Danny Cabellos. Cabellos, is that how you yes. pronounce his Cabellos, name? Cabellos, Cabellos, Cabellos. Um, the so Arsenal guy. The Arsenal guy. The, the, there wasn't a great deal going on this week, so when, when, he, did this, <laughs> when he did this interview with The Guardian... Me, me and Connor did a really good interview with Michael Owen, actually. So that, yeah, actually, you did. You did. You did. Um, but when he spoke to The Guardian and gave these great quotes about Anfield, I got quite excited. It was nice to see to see him just absolutely waxing lyrical about Liverpool. Uh Never seen be, anything like it before. Yeah, it'd be music yeah. to Klopp's ears, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Arsenal, he's on loan at Arsenal, so yeah. and he's been linked with Liverpool. So, hmm. <laughs> do you really think? Uh, I, I think he, he was just being do genuine. Really, yeah, but saying. do I really think there might be something in that? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, do you? Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm saying Liverpool are going to sign him. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. that he's quite. Clear. He's only on loan at Arsenal for the season. He's obviously at Real Madrid. Mm. Liverpool have been linked with him in the past, and certainly. Think he's getting midfield though. Well, having seen him play against Liverpool the other week, I mean, I know he's had a good start to the season, but I don't think he was particularly good. And maybe some of his comments are just explaining away. You know, the reason I was this not very good is because Liverpool were really good, and I was I've not been used to that. But well, exactly. But and for a lad kind of like him coming in from from La Liga into a and he's had a, a decent game was it Norwich they beat, who, what was he, the game they, he played very well in they, uh, 
Villa. Oh, our producer. Yeah, yeah, he's I, just here. I'm just speaking to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you Villa, go. Yeah, he played very well against Villa. So he certainly made an impression. He made there, an impression. Didn't he? Yeah. To come into Anfield and to see the way Liverpool play and just get absolutely. Blo- he must have been shocked, mustn't he? Yeah, certainly. I mean, obviously. La Liga is a very different place to the Premier League. Um, the game is a lot quicker and Liverpool probably are at the top of that high press, the top of that quick game, the top of that everything else. We've been told it's actually Burnley, not yeah, Villa. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Guy. He's played yeah. in Claret, super Claret, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously he's, he's come in and he's seen one of the two best teams in the Premier League playing against him and he's probably seen that and has gone, OK, wow, this is the standard that I need to be playing at. Playing against the likes of Burnley and absolutely no disrespect is a totally different challenge to Liverpool, isn't it? So, you know, as you say, it's absolutely music's clops ears that I don't know if there's anything in it, but it's interesting nonetheless. And it's certainly exciting to see that another player who, you know, a big team at Arsenal, fans are loving him, made a good impression. And he's come out and saying, I've never seen, I've never played anything like Liverpool before. You know, it can't I, I, be bad. I genuinely think that if he'd signed permanently for Arsenal, they probably would have said, you shouldn't really be saying that. You think? Yeah. That's well, just that's, that's just a cynical journalist in me. An opponent a compliment, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I just thought that it was a, a nice, nice couple of lines from a, an in-depth interview, which covered so many other topics. It wasn't that wasn't a news line, was it? It was it was a sit-down chat with Sid Lowe, who's obviously um, covers a lot of Spanish football, doesn't he? And it, it was just a nice line. It was it was a mark of respect, and um, I think it was an eye-opener for him. Really, um, you know, playing for Real Madrid, where you see a lot of a lot of possession, you get a lot of time on the ball, and you can pick your passes. He just Absolutely wasn't used to what he experienced mm. in Anfield, was he? Yeah, he, he had that moment. Oh, he, he, yeah, I know you're going to say, yeah. A crossfield ball across it. It's just like a massive no-no. I, I still remember getting, I can't say that word, getting shouted at by Neil Jones <laughs> for, for doing very similar in five-a-sides. A, a, a rollicking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. rhymes with that, I wanted to say. But yeah, uh, getting shouted at by Neil Jones for doing that in a five-a-side game. To see a professional football, he was mm. just totally... He, he was rocked, though, wasn't he? Yeah, well, this is what Liverpool's midfield does. It's it's not the most creative. It doesn't carve teams open as much as some might like it to. But what it does do is it, it presses, it harries, and, and it puts opponents under pressure and, and forces them into making mistakes. And, and that's that's an example of it. And we see it pretty much every week now, don't we? They cut the angles off and they, they just make sure that the midfield can't really play around the press. They're extremely well drilled, aren't they? Yeah, Liverpool's yeah. midfield, like everything you see them do, is for the benefit of the team. It's for the greater good. It's to rush opponents, to harry opponents, and it's just such a solid unit. And that's why we obviously don't see the likes of Shakiri coming into that all the time as well. Really, mm. I don't think it's any surprise that the first clean sheet came at Burnley, which is when the midfield was perhaps the first time this season that they actually all were as organised as they should have been. Because there have been some gaps. Mm. There were some against Arsenal in the first half, in particular. There were some loads against Chelsea in the, in yeah. the Super Cup, but it's just taken them a few weeks to, to get it together and hopefully the international break hasn't affected that. Well, you say that. It was interesting, I thought, in that game. Did you see Henderson constantly making overlaps on the yeah. right? Yeah. And and they spoke about afterwards how that was drilled into him to do it so Never that he could create up. space for um, for Trent. And it, it's those little tactical tweets, tweaks, isn't it, that make all the difference in Liverpool's midfield? Yeah. I mean, as you say, they're not really in there to score the goals, are they? Or to even lay lay them on the plate in the way that Manchester City does with Silver and, well, both Silvers and De Bruyne and the likes. They're in there to to work um, the workhorses and essentially create the space for the fullbacks and the front three. Yep. All right, fellas, let's wrap this up with our, our lineup and predictions. Um, we've sort of know where we're going here with this but yeah, bit and a bit so I think Adrian's going to be in goal yeah. Adrian in goal yeah, yeah. Um, 
right Ooh. back. Trent for me. Trent. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, Trent. I've got Trent. Yeah, Trent. Maybe Gomez in one of the, maybe perhaps in Napoli or, or maybe at Chelsea. Yeah, he had yeah. a bad, did he have a bad game in Napoli last year? Seems to recall, wasn't particularly great. But yeah, right. so so all of us going for Trent. Yeah, um, centre offs. Yes, Matip. Matip. Are you going to play them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matip and Van Dijk. Yeah, I just think Matip, Matip keeps his position, doesn't he? He's just locked it yeah. down. He's just played so well, and you can't really chop and change your centre backs all the time. So absolutely, he's in. Yes. Yep. And Robertson at left back. So the make Ooh, of the hang on, hang on. Oh, hang on. Uh, he did play two games. Milner's not played. You think? I th- I wouldn't be surprised if Milner played left back. What's Ian well, Doyle I don't think doing? he will. What's Ian Doyle, the Ian, Ian, Doyle is, Ian Doyle is picking Andy Robertson, okay. the Scotland's captain. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So, so, so that's Andy Robertson at left back. Uh, midfield. Oh, so we are playing 4-3-3. Yeah. I, mean, I guess Paul Ghost does not want us to play. Yeah, no, I, I never, I never, uh, never changed the way. Yeah. I've got my, my system. Yeah, when you were growing up, you must have been a 4-4-2. Yeah, 4-4-2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fellas up front. Big man, little man up front. Yeah, Lallana's the, the defensive midfielder. Fabinho for me. I'm going to go with Adam Lallana. I'm going to have a little sneaky go with Adam Lallana. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. won you around. It was me that suggested yeah. this first. I think I picked Fabinho. I think it was Klopp that suggested it first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay attention to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd pick Fabinho because I probably going to play Shakiri, and I think Fabinho gives you a more yeah. solid six um, a more recognised six and someone who's played in that position more and I think you're going to need someone who's very good if you're playing Shakiri in there as well for a bit of a different midfield it's a good point after that dodgy flight though mm. um, it, wasn't cool. Wasn't it, cool. Cool. it wasn't cool it wasn't cool yeah. it wasn't, it was um, warm, so who's joining well, sorry, you're, you're outvoted. Uh, good, great luck. No, no. <laughs> you made, made a great case for him, but you're outvoted three to one. So it was, it was in vain. Uh, who's, who's joining? Um, Adam Milano in the field. Chini Wijnaldum. I'm going with the Widge as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Played so well. Following mm. the Zodian, he's just in great form. And he came on, his, he came on a yeah. sub, didn't he, in both games? I think. Did he? Did I don't he? know. I didn't watch them. He scored I, He scored I, the fourth goal in both, so it suggests yeah, that he, he might have got an assist. He gets forward more, yeah. Anderson Milner was the third one. Henderson. Shakiri. Henderson then. Henderson, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Connor. Connor's the assistant manager not getting listened to this week. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I'm, to be I'm agreeing with, I'm game, agreeing yeah. with you all, but when we've done our lineups for tomorrow morning, I've done my story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like this at all. Speak volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Stage and a walkout. I'm just um, just going with the crowd to make it easy. Okay, front such three. Such um, a sheep. Yeah. Man and Salah definitely. Man and Salah. And Divock? Yeah. Yes. Big yes. Divi. Yes. Yes. Big Divi. Are okay. Our predictions? 2-0. 2-0. You know what? I can see a massive struggle. 1-0. Really, yeah? Yeah. Do you know what? I hate to do it, but... I'm not agreeing with Doyle. I might have to agree with Doyle. I just think it might be one of them that everyone thinks, oh, Newcastle. Having, having said that, them. there's some stat which Jed Ray, our ace statistician, or Liverpool's statistician, he pointed, he's pointed out that Liverpool's 13-game unbeaten, winning run in the league in every single one of the games they've scored at least... Twice, yeah. and are the only teams ever do that. We're going to say Tottenham are the only team in 1960. I think, they? yeah, they're the only the two teams who's ever who've ever done that. Oh, well, winning that many sorry. games, so we're I both th- going against it and saying one 0 I think it could be. I don't. I don't necessarily think it could Maybe be one 0 two, two one. But I think it could be. Yeah, I think it's it going to be close. Nil, I think it's going to it be, be close. Going yeah. into half time at nil nil and a little bit like oh, yeah. what, the thing Newcastle. Matt Ritchie's not playing, is he? And I think he's their best player. I think. I don't think, think long he's staff a, is injured as well. Yeah, yeah I think he's, 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 the, he's the kind of player who he, I thought in the first half against uh, in the Anfield game, he got a few crosses in. That was his debut, wasn't it? 
Not Matt Ritchie, one about, yeah. Oh, Matt Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah, he got sorry. a few crosses in. I've seen him play well for Bournemouth against Liverpool in the past, and I'm pretty sure he's, did he set up one of the goals uh, at the St James's Park in the 3 2. He did something anyway. He, he caused Liverpool a bit of bother. So I'm, I'm glad he's well not playing. About Newcastle's start of the season, you know, they got a probably a lucky win against Tottenham really I know Klopp spoke about today in his press conference that yeah they did all the right things but Tottenham could have scored you've got to back Liverpool to put some of those chances away I just think they've only had one win this season they've got Steve Bruce I don't think they're in an amazing position so I just think it's going to be a bit easier than so, to pull off a victory like that you need a lot of luck don't you yeah, yeah. You yeah absolutely need, do need... with 20% yeah. you need luck they would need to miss a lot of chances to hit the post to have goals ruled out so yeah. are we worried about Joey Linton he's alright he's decent yeah, he's... Yeah. I think um, I think Van Dijk will relish coming up against him actually, but he, he took his chance well against Tottenham. He? he had one chance, um, got out of his foot well and finished up with his left foot. He's, I think he's all right actually. Van Dijk is very good though. Mm. Yeah, Van Dijk <laughs> yeah, there was some suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard that. I think he might be right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks for thanks for listening. Hopefully, um, we'll be back on Monday talking about a Liverpool win and looking ahead to the trip to Napoli. See you then. Ta-ra. Listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.